Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The Supreme Court just gave the controversial Mountain Valley Pipeline a legal pathway to continue construction, likely ensuring the contentious natural gas project can be built and start operating by the end of the year. On Thursday, the High Court struck down orders from the 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals that froze construction of the project while legal challenges played out. And that ruling was actually delivered while that same appeals court appeared to cast doubt on Congress's power to approve the pipeline during a hearing on that matter. So basically, a lot of wonky, complicated legal things happened with MVP yesterday. To sort out all that and break down the high court's decision, along with the pipeline's legal standing moving forward and more, I chat with Alex Guillen and Ben Lefebvre. It's Friday, July 28th. So, Alex, the Supreme Court struck down orders from a lower court that blocked the construction of the Mountain Valley Pipeline. What did the high court say and what does it mean? So what the Supreme Court did was they lifted construction stays that had been issued by the Fourth Circuit in ongoing litigation over the pipeline. They had issued two stays earlier this month, part of ongoing lawsuits. And the reason they did that was to try and figure out what the newly passed debt ceiling law says exactly about approval of the pipeline and the Fourth Circuit's jurisdiction over it. So there's some sort of wonky legal battling going on here. But the Supreme Court sided with the pipeline and with the Biden administration, both of which argued that the stage should be lifted. That should, at least for now, allow construction to commence through the Jefferson National Forest. It's about a 3.5-mile stretch running through the forest in Virginia, and it's basically the last major component of the pipeline that needs to be built before it can go online. So the company has been pushing very hard to get construction started soon because it needs a few months to get that construction done. If it can't start for a while, then they're going to run up against winter weather come November. And in that region, that'll stop work for a few months. And it means it won't, the pipeline won't come on until spring. So the Supreme Court said, you can go ahead and start construction now. And I would assume the company is very quickly moving to do that. Got it. And Ben, this order from the Supreme Court was handed down while the fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals was in the midst of a hearing on the matter that you were tracking. So what was happening there and how does this Supreme Court ruling change things, if at all? Yeah, the Fourth Circuit heard on Thursday from lawyers for the Mountain Valley Pipeline and for the Biden Justice Department why they think that the language that Joe Manchin and his senatorial allies wrote into the debt ceiling legislation that kind of pushed through the Mountain Valley Pipeline's permitting. And if you didn't really think about it, you would definitely be convinced here that telling a court that it doesn't have jurisdiction over cases it's been hearing for the past certain number of years tends to raise up the dander. The judges kind of went right at it. I don't even know if the government lawyer who was asked the first question got two words out before the justices started saying, aren't you just interfering with separation of powers? One of the things that they really were hammering on, on the company side, was what the meaning of ratify is. They're kind of staking their argument that The Congress made new law when it said that the permits for the Mountain Valley Pipeline are ratified. They were saying just using that word is, if you look at case law, shows that this is a whole new thing. Whereas the court was asking them, did 
Congress really write new law. That's what Congress is supposed to do. If, if they want to see this thing pass through, they have to actually write new law and just not tell the executive branch the old laws still apply except for this thing or don't apply the old laws to this thing. So the justices were really, I guess, skeptical would be the best word to use on the use of the debt ceiling bill to kind of get this done. At the same time, I think they're almost hoping the Supreme Court takes this up. Judges did say that the case law that the environmental groups are using in their argument is kind of narrow, or perhaps a better word is kind of ill-defined. It hasn't been worked over a lot. So they were kind of saying towards the end that this is something that the Supreme Court almost has to hear so that this kind of case law can be explored further and hopefully settled. I just wanted to add, it's no mistake that the debt ceiling law stripped the Fourth Circuit of jurisdiction in this matter. The court, and really this panel specifically of judges, for years has been a thorn in the side of Mountain Valley. They've been hearing lots and lots of different cases filed by environmentalists and others opposed to the pipeline. And they've sent quite a few permits and other agency decisions back and said, this is not good enough, you need to rework this. None of that has been enough to stop the pipeline, obviously, since it's, except for this last stretch here, it's basically been built. But it has really slowed down the process. And in doing so, they've, you know, rather pissed off people who support the pipeline. So it's not a coincidence that uh, the pipeline supporters in Congress who got that into the debt ceiling bill wanted to get it out of the Fourth Circuit. Got it. And then, I mean, with what we know, obviously, it seems there's still a level of murkiness. But do we expect this is kind of the end of the road for opponents looking to stop the project? I'd say no. I mean, like I said, I think this is pretty much guaranteed to go to the Supreme Court, no matter what the Fourth Circuit decides. We don't know when they'll rule on this. Could be any time now, but I don't think anyone thinks this will be the end of it. Right. I would definitely imagine a Supreme Court trip is back in the cards, and we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, and interestingly, here on the Hill, supporters, chiefly uh, Senator Manchin and Capito from West Virginia, who both were major players in getting this provision in the debt bill, you know, seem to think this was the end of the road and kind of interpreted what SCOTUS did as a ruling on kind of the substance of and the constitutionality of, of the debt bill provision, of course, which this wasn't. But yeah, they seem to be pretty confident kind of this is the end. But, you know, again, I think they were kind of caught off guard that to begin with, you know, by the Fourth Circuit's stays because, right, I mean, they're, they intended the bill to, to kind of take things out of that court's hands. So, uh They've been surprised before, um, so we'll have to see. Well, there's an old saying, it ain't over till the pipeline's feeding natural gas. Also, on Thursday, President Joe Biden unveiled a series of measures designed to aid workers and residents facing severe health threats from soaring temperatures as record heat shows no signs of relenting. The measures include the Labor Department increasing inspections at job sites to prevent heat stress and spending $7 million from the Inflation Reduction Act to improve weather forecasting. Biden also promised to spend $152 million from the bipartisan infrastructure law to expand water storage in the West. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Nirma Malaykul is the podcast producer. Alex Keeney and Annie Reese edited the podcast this week. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back on Monday.
Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron knows developing and deploying carbon capture and storage is a critical step in helping make progress towards global net zero, which is why we're targeting 25 million tons of CO2 per year in storage and offsets by the end of the decade. That's energy in progress. Visit chevron.com slash carbon capture. 